I I could have scored that. <laughs> My nan could. And have I'm not that. a great finisher. My nan could have scored that, and she's got no. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Footy Fetch podcast with myself, Ollie, and my guy Harry. Oh man, let's go, just the two of us, exactly. we can make it if we try. Exactly, everyone else has just uh, been just not good enough this week really, but it's alright, it's just us two mate, we'll, uh, we'll get through nice this. Day. Yeah, exactly. I've, I think I've had, a, I've had just a one-on-one podcast with you, Harry... No, you are Harry. <laughs> you, Mark, and oh, Alfie. Right, I've done uh, one with all three of you. Just Bards now. Is the this only is one my that first I... one. My first one-on-one. First one-on-one. Well, mate, it's intense. Don't you worry. Uh, no, we're just going to go through, obviously, the Game Week 7 review. Um, obviously, we'll get a update on the Fantasy League as well. Then, if there's a bit of time, we'll go through the team ratings. If not, we'll do that Thursday. Because we've got lots more time on Thursday, because of the international break. International, international. But yeah, uh, might as well. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Uh, yeah, might as well jump straight in to the first game. I'm going to do it in order of the way I've written them, um, which is going to be Brighton versus Good Arsenal. Where's Annie? <laughs> Brighton versus Arsenal. It's um, get it out of the way. Might as well. Uh, don't want to hang around too much on the on this game. But no, um, I think Arsenal were not very good. Brighton were quite good, but could not finish any of their chances at all. Um, Saka had a shot early doors. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, Saka had a a good shot early doors. Um, Ramsdale made a pretty crappy (laughs) handling error at one point, but and then uh, Shane Duffy also came in and basically just took Ramsdale out pretty promptly afterwards. it was he saved it. They, um, who was it? But one of the other Brighton players ended up skying the ball with a rebound, and uh, there wasn't even a free kick given. So if they'd actually managed to score that, that would have been uh, that would have been that for them. But uh, unfortunately not. Um, I think Arsenal were under quite a bit of pressure the majority of the game from Brighton. We were just constantly defending. As much as I hate to say this, but my boy Tommy Asu wasn't very impressive <laughs> this game. Unfortunately, he wasn't yeah, that well, good. It's, uh, it's still quite early to be judging him, really, isn't it? I know people are getting excited. And rightly so, he had put in a couple of really good shifts, to be fair. But uh, it's too early to say either way. Um, he's definitely, one thing for sure, he's definitely not going to be the worst signing Arsenal have ever made. Oh, no. Don't worry. We've, but, um, <laughs> we've got... There's wood, a lot more. Yeah, there's a lot more to come. <laughs> um, we've had not so up there with many. Kim Kallstrom just yet. Oh, no. No. Well... <laughs> The, the closest signing to Kieran Karlstrom we've had is Kieran Tierney because we bought them both when they're injured. Uh, Kieran Tierney has actually played more than about five minutes. Um, <laughs> Kim Karlstrom never managed to get that. Far. He had his career ahead of him as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tommy Asu really seemed to be struggling against uh, Cucurella, um, that uh, young guy that they've brought in recently. I only realised halfway through the game where I recognise him from. Me and Liam used to buy him because he was part of Barca B, uh, Barca B team, uh, their second team. We used to buy him because he had like 94 pace or something and he was just a really quick uh, left back or right back where, where he bloody plays now. Um, but yeah, he was <laughs> bloody 
all over Tomiyasu the whole game, uh, which was a bit annoying because he was absolutely dog shite the week before against Palace. Um, but no, he turns up against Arsenal, doesn't he? Typical. Um, one thing I did notice was that we really struggled to play out the back throughout the whole <laughs> game, basically. Um, we really struggled. Ramsdale was just fucking around a bit. He was like, don't get me wrong, I, I, my opinion of him has changed since he came to Arsenal because I didn't think he was going to be that great. Um, we've had to say Simon in the chat. Hello, cuties. Hello, hey, Simon. Hey, big up. Big up. Um, but, yeah, um, can't remember what I was saying now. Yeah, that's how uh, it was. Passing out the back. Yes, yeah, pa uh, passing it out from the back. Yeah, Ramsdale. Um, yeah, he's just been fucking around with it a little bit too much. He just needs to either hoof it up there or play a, a quick pass out the back, like to one of his centre backs or whatever. But he spent so long being like, oh, am I going to kick it long? Am I not? And then everyone was getting closed down. We just couldn't play out the back at all throughout the whole game. It's bloody irritating, but. Yeah, um, 61 minutes in, Arsenal had had one shot on target, Brighton had had none. <laughs> uh, no, that mood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, Brighton ended up with two shots on target and so did Arsenal, but nearly 70 minutes in and for only one of the teams, the less dominant team, to have had one shot on target, that is why Brighton didn't win. They had so yeah. many chances, they were putting so much pressure on all the time, but they just could not... like. They couldn't convert anything. They weren't getting any of their shots on target. They were dreadful. Um, yeah, I've got it down here that they got. They had 21 shots. Uh, two of them were on target, not including uh, shots that got blocked. <laughs> so which, of, which, of which they had seven. So, oh, that's, so yeah, that's encouraging for Arsenal's last ditch defending. Yeah. Not so you know they're committed. They're getting in the right position still, even if they shouldn't be ending up in that. Scenario that many times, but no, of course, um, definitely. Um, we did eventually pick up the pace a bit when uh, Pepe came on for Odegaard. Odegaard was just having an off game, I think. He wasn't uh, he, mentally, he wasn't there, unfortunately. Um, I'm not too upset with the result, in all honesty, considering we probably should have lost. I'm not gonna be mad the fact that we took away a point from that. They're um, taking the nil-nil away against yeah Brighton, who's quite high up on the table at the minute. Yeah, they're doing all, they're doing well this season, so it's not a, an awful result by any means, but it's uh, not not great. Um, but I, I, I wanted more, as you, everyone would do, but unfortunately, yeah, we we couldn't quite convert those chances. But oh well, we we move on to next time. Um, got another message from Simon in the chat saying Martial or Richarlison looking for a striker to complement Jota and Sancho. Uh, you're talking about FIFA. Ooh, to compliment him. If you're talking um, about FIFA, then I would probably. I think it's got to be Richarlison. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think in either way, it's probably Richarlison. I think I'd take him in it. Yeah. I think I'd take him in all contexts. Yeah. He's Martial scored, but he's probably still leaving in January. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's not, not got the energy that Richardson has. No, not at all. Uh, the mental. It's interesting energy. comparison though, because yeah. Yeah, uh, Simon said fair. He's cheaper too. There we go. It's a win, win, win. There you go. Yeah. Oh, everyone's winning. Well, people, people pay extra for that Man United badge, don't they? No, oh, of course, man. There's always a uh, a little uh, price hike on that badge. French as well, I guess. To be fair. No, exactly, exactly. Um, did you see any of the Brighton Arsenal game? Um, did you see any highlights? I or whatever? didn't. Um, 
I'm not gonna lie, I do tend to skip the nil nils. Unless, <laughs> unless I hear there's like a big talking point. Yeah. Um, doesn't sound like I missed much, to be fair. It was a good game, but it was just, it was a frustrating game. I, I've got to say, I was sat there at one point, effing and blinding. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, do, get the ball up the pitch. And I think because it was such a, a different Arsenal to compared to the Arsenal that we saw against Tottenham, that it was just frustrating because we we're like, okay, we've started the first three games really badly. The next three games, oh, we're building momentum. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. And Brighton, <laughs> nil nil. It's a bit like for God's sake. But um, yeah, I can't be. Another game I'm beating though. You know, it's a. Uh... Yeah, exactly. I'm, it, we took an A point away. Mm. Exactly. One point's better than no point, so I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, on to game number two. Uh, Chelsea versus Southampton. Finished 3-1 to Chelsea. Um, I think Chalibur's header uh, to open the scoring was naughtily at one at the back of the back post. Good to see. Um, I think uh, Alf, I think, had him in his fantasy team after in game week two. He didn't do very well, so we took him out for game week three. <laughs> and now, obviously, he's uh, later down he's, there. Uh, he's had a pretty good start to the season, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. But he's only out. he's only playing when there's players like, oh, like Reese James is out at the mm. moment, stuff like that. He's not going to be in their full strength 11, unfortunately. But he played really well throughout the entire game as well. He wasn't just, well, he wasn't the only one. Two people that I'll come on to shortly um, also played very well. Um, Lukaku obviously had a disallowed goal from, uh, but Rudiger had a really nice build-up play that kind of just ran through the centre of the pitch, just all the way through the Southampton players. Um, it was unlucky for him not to manage to um, manage to sort of sort of. Uh, oh, I think it was Lukaku that was offside in the end or, or something. But yeah, it was uh, unlucky for him and my fantasy team. He's a, a battering ram. I I do really like Rudiger to be fair. He's, a... He's been on form this year yeah. as well. One of the out of all the Chelsea lot, um, oh, we've got Alf in the chat. Bloody Alf! Two seconds out. Yeah, of all the uh, um, sort of uh, everyone sort of looking at Rudiger at the beginning of the season, out of all the Chelsea lot, you would have probably I would have probably picked him and maybe one or two others to say that they're probably not good enough to play for Chelsea or they're not as good as the rest of the team. But he's just properly shown us up sort of this yeah, year and he's, he's, he's been a uh, proper on form he's um, been my best fantasy defender so yeah decent him decent. and Antonio the core of the team of course mate of course uh, a couple more comments um, Simon says Pax Sancho yesterday well gassed love that um, Alfie's is here well he's not here but he's uh, in the chat saying watching from work let's go lads um, oh, where's the Alfie, the fan favourite? Bear miss him. I don't know who you're talking about. I know, I know Alfie, the one that everyone moans about, but I don't know the fan favourite Alfie. I know the fan favourites OG. I don't know H. anyone called Alfie. No, OG and H are fan favourites, I think. Um, mm. But no, not that Alfie kid, whoever he is. Um, Hudson Adoy definitely could have uh, set up a goal early on. Um, he went for goal went for glory and didn't decide to pass it for some stupid reason I think it was Werner or something in the middle at the time and um, yeah uh, that, that, that's 
probably why he didn't yeah. pass it. <laughs> a little bit more understandable. Uh, but no, Although Werner, to... Werner did have a good game. He say. did. I was about to say, Werner finally gets a goal and then it's disallowed um, due to foul by Aspilicueta. But um, yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, Thomas Tuchel got a yellow card <laughs> for uh, giving it all that. With it. that. A couple of two managers did. I'll get onto that later. But um, two <laughs> managers got yellow cards this weekend. Um, but yeah, he was giving it all that to uh, to the ref, and yeah, eventually the ref had enough, so he ran over and gave him the card. Um, Chilwell gave away a very silly penalty. Um, definitely shouldn't have happened. I'm not sure if you would have seen that with um, sort of Alonso well, in the uh, their full strength back line, sort of with Alonso. I think yeah, Richard I think it's a bit of a a bit of lacking match practice. I think. Maybe went in a bit rashly. Yeah, probably. Um, he has, funnily enough, I did put it in the group chat earlier. He has actually now uh, been called up to the England squad, mainly due to the fact that uh, obviously there's a couple of injuries. Calvin Phillips dropped out. Um, Reece James has dropped out, and someone else. Luke Shaw remember. as well. Now. Oh yeah. Is that Luke Shaw? Uh, I think he was still part of the squad. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, uh, Warprowse managed to convert it uh, the, um, from the uh, the penalty. Um, as I say, it shouldn't have really, they shouldn't have had that chance in the first place. But these things happen. Um, and then, penalty! Did you see how it cannon back up that penalty? Yeah, <laughs> he proper went for it. Um, it was also then a terrible tackle from Warprowse to get the red afterwards. Yeah. Um, I've got a question for you though. Is VAR, v, is VAR, VAR, is VAR proving how bad some referees actually are for missing so many of these decisions? Because in the last couple of weeks, VAR has picked up on so much that the refs have yeah. missed. Like, quite obvious stuff as well, not just things that are a bit like, oh, you could have only really seen that if you're watching it back in slow-mo, but there's so much stuff that's happened over the last couple of weeks that refs are just completely missing. I think it's might be sort of having a negative effect on the way that refs are now perceived I don't know how sort of you uh, yeah definitely which, which is strange considering it was brought in to, to help the referees mm. it kind of a way of acknowledging that the refs don't see everything and stuff mm. but, um, it, yeah I mean I'm, I'm still anti-VAR but I think they could definitely one ref Amongst twenty-two players is is ludicrous because their eyes are going to be dying about trying to check everything all the time. Yeah. I used to ref; it, it's not easy trying to keep your attention focused. There were times when I was just running about the pitch, something would happen. I'd be like, oh, "Shit, I wasn't paying attention." <laughs> um, I mean, these refs will be paying attention, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say these are it. professionals, <laughs> but uh... <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I think maybe it's the addition of another ref on the pitch or something. Because it is bizarre now. For instance, the linesman told not to raise the flag until so all, after and still, the, yeah, and still all the the player defenders. Their initial reaction is to look yeah. over the linesman, stick an arm up as if, like, the linesman in his head might be thinking, "I'm pretty sure that's offside," but mm. gonna play it and then signal after or whatever. Yeah. But, um, Can't do anything until something like a goal's happened but it, it's mm. getting to the point now where they're leaving it like there's been times where um, I think maybe last weekend I can't remember which game it was um, the ref maybe 
30 seconds after the actual offside or something eventually put his flag up because there was so much that had happened in the build up and then they scored but then they were like they had to watch back the whole build up to then see that oh okay he was actually offside 30 seconds ago we could have put the flag up and then but obviously they don't know at that point that it's going to be a goal they obviously try to let the 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 um, sort of the play go. They try to let it sort of be a bit more flowing, continuous, everything like that. But at the end of the day, yeah, I think regardless of what happens, people are, you're never going to be able to please everyone. Uh, being a ref, being a linesman, VAR, you're always going to piss someone off. Um, but that's just the way it is at the moment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but Werner did finally actually eventually get his goal. Um, from an unbelievable ball from Ross Barkley into Azpilicueta then Azpilicueta first time peng little ball across the uh, face of goal and then Werner all he has to do is just just tap it in just tap it in and uh, he, he eventually did it um, so fair play um, not sure how many more he'll get this season it's probably his goal tally uh, sorted now but he has uh, had 16 oh, goals be, uh... Bizarrely, Ross Barkley playing for Chelsea. I oh, know. Um, another player was Rubus Lo- Ru- Rubus Ruben Loftus Cheek uh, was also very good. Um, he obviously started the game and then Ross- he uh, came off and was replaced by Ross Barkley. Um, but both of them, two forgotten men from that Chelsea team, essentially, um, they're not. They're really just trying to show Thomas Tuchel that they are here to stay and they do want to uh, to be in that team. So. Fair play to them. They went about it exactly the uh, the right way. Um, but I could, I could still see Ross Barkley going back to Everton some point in the next year or two. That wouldn't that that would be? Well, to be fair, under Rafa as well, I think he would probably be quite happy to do so. Okay, um, yeah, and they could use another Cam now after the Sigurdsson thing. True. Um, Very true. Oh, guilty. A local lad. Yeah. Uh, last thing I really want to sort of say about this game was the fact that Chilwell got a goal right at the end um, with a goal line decision. Um, spanked it. Yeah, he did spanked it right into the top uh, top left. But um, yeah, I think it was McCarthy. Is that the Southampton keeper? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, Alex yeah, McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he uh, managed to get some hands on it, but not not enough to uh, keep it out. I'm not sure if you saw the goal line technology, but it was millimetres over that line. Like, millimetres. It was proper, very, very close. But, um, yeah, anything else you wanted to add on the Chelsea-Southampton? Well, Southampton give it a really good go, to be fair. Obviously, you get a man sent off, it it does change everything, especially away at a team like Chelsea. Yeah. Um, I think, ultimately, the right team won. Chelsea deserved to win. Mm. Um, you'd expect nothing less. I think the fans will probably be thinking, "I wish we'd won that more comfortably." Mm. Um, leading to the last five minutes, needing ten men. But then again, Saints did uh, get a draw away at City a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, and United, um, couple uh, mm. second game of the season or third game of the season, whatever it was. They're just, they're just terrible against the uh, against the teams around them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the teams at the top of the league, they'll, they'll get a good result against, but no one else. They have they've drawn with Man City, West Ham, Man United, and Newcastle, and they've lost to Chelsea, Wolves, and Everton. Oh, 
Okay, so they're actually had, they're actually quite a hard fixture list. Yeah, well, Chelsea and um, Everton are doing well this year. Um, Wolves not so much, so they probably could have uh, probably could have and should have won that Wolves game, but is what it is. Uh, one last thing I did want to say about this Chelsea Southampton game is that we got a message from Mark in the group chat um, about. Well, I think just as the equaliser went in for um, uh, for Chelsea, um, yeah, saying about the fact that he called called the result and everything. Like, Mark, there's still a good half an hour left in oh, this yes. game. Oh <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, lo and behold, three-one. There we go. That you can't. Why Ward Prowse got sent off and Chelsea scored two more goals? Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, even Werner scored after Mark saying that. That's how. <laughs> that's yeah. how much he tempted fate. <laughs> God. Um, right, on to United versus Everton. Uh, finished 1 1 in the end. I think this was a very. a, a poor game. <laughs> a poor game from, from Ole, anyway. Um, he wasn't very, yeah, he a, very he pleased. He did have a stinker, proper stinker. Um, Cavani started, good for my fantasy team. He was sat on the bench, though, on my fantasy team, unfortunately. But he actually did nothing. Nothing the whole game. I think he came off after like 57 minutes or something, replaced by Ronaldo. Understandable. He only got me one point, but he was sat on my bench, but that's fine. Uh, he had a good early headed chance. Um, should have scored. Didn't. Um, just went straight at the keeper. Not really good enough, to be honest, but here's what it is. He's been out for a little while now. He's been well, out of favour anyway by uh, Ole. And um, I think he did have a taken off a couple of weeks ago as well, but. Yeah, it's just not good enough from Cavani at the moment. Um, I think he's being kept out of the team by so many people. Um, obviously, Ole is just looking to change things up and <laughs> get some sort of result. Um, but it doesn't seem to be the uh, the right way forward for him at the moment, starting uh, Cavani. So they're just going to have to go back to um, starting Ronaldo and Greenwood, I guess. And then when Rashford comes back from uh, his recovery, then... Who knows what they're going to do? They've got options, but it's just what which options they go for, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think rotating does make sense to United, but I, I don't. What I think don't make sense is taking Ronaldo and and Pogba out of the team when you need a win from this game. Yeah. Um, Ronaldo and Pogba like, out of the team this, for Cavani and McTominay or whatever it was. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's starting Fred and McTominay, and he's disappointed not to win the game um, yeah speaks for itself not surprised yeah you're not surprised <laughs> um, uh, Damari Gray had a really good shot from outside the uh, the box um, early on quite early on oh, I think it was maybe 10-15 minutes in uh, it was saved by De Gea um, he's only going strength for strength at the moment I think um, Gray he's probably expected to do absolutely nothing uh, by a lot of people, including us, uh, we did rip into Everton quite a bit in pre-season, saying how they're going to be awful and not very inspiring signings with Townsend and Damari Gray. But they seem to be doing very well <laughs> with uh, their best two players. <laughs> literally, Townsend <laughs> is their top goal scorer at the moment. Um, he obviously did score again um, and did the whole Ronaldo. Sue. I mean, that goal was brilliant. 
absolutely brilliant counter-attack. It was. It was like, unbelievable. Damari Gray to keep the ball, well, to win the ball, first of all, off whoever it was on the United wing, and then to just keep going, keep going, keep going. Eventually um, popped it into uh, Kure, who then teed it up for yeah. um, Townsend. He's also been excellent this season. He has also been excellent this season. You're right there. Um, but, yeah, Townsend, his celebration... I loved it before he just said it was out of respect. I, I, wanted, I was there for the shithousery, man. I was there for it, but he said it was out of respect because he was such a, an influential player and he spent hours and hours spending time uh, tra on the training ground trying to sort of emulate his free kicks and uh, yeah. do that sort of stuff. And it was more like a celebration. Um, the main uh, problem I had with it is that he didn't land cleanly. <laughs> such just bad kept form. On walking back, I was like, what? Such bad. His arms were back when he was still in midair, but it was yeah terrible form. He needs to be. Well, if he's going to do it again, he, he needs to work on that. Um, but yeah, he obviously went up to um, Ronaldo at the end. I'm not sure if this is just a uh, rumor, but he was talking to Ronaldo after the game. Ronaldo said head down, just walking away or whatever. Rumors that he was asking Ronaldo for his shirt, and Ronaldo just didn't respond and walked off. But I'm not 100 percent sure how how true that is. Um, it certainly looked sort of that way, but you can never be sure. You can't actually see what they're saying. So who knows? I um, imagine Townsend did anything bad. I mean, he seems like a who wouldn't air fly. No, yeah, he seems like a nice guy, in all honesty. So, who knows? Hopefully, um, yeah, well, hopefully uh, uh, he will continue this form going forward as well. Um, but I saw a couple of comments from uh, Gary Neville uh, sort of having a bit of a, a pop at Ronaldo, saying about how upset and annoyed he was that the fact that he obviously didn't start and he didn't get the result that they wanted and stuff like that. Um, so there's been also a lot of talk about the fact that it's, it was the right decision to bench Ronaldo because he, he's 36 now, he's, he's not young anymore, but he's still Ronaldo. <laughs> he's been doing this for years and he plays 90 minutes and he will probably go home and do another 5k on a treadmill. I or mean, he's, like. he would have been, he's more athletic than still Ed than anyone else who would have been on that pitch. Oh, 100%. It's like LeBron James, they're both spending shit ton of money working so hard to keep their body in the best possible shape it can be. Literally, and yeah. Both, both of them have still got plenty of years left being among the best of their sport. Definitely, they're absolute animals, they're machines. Um, obviously a lot of people say that Messi has the talent, um, but Ronaldo's a machine. He's Got, yeah, he's got himself that talent. To, uh, yeah, it's a testament to becoming the best. Exactly. Um, working way up to being the best. Not necessarily being being born as a a great, one of the greats. But yeah, he's worked incredibly hard for it. Not to say that Messi hasn't. Uh, I think Messi just comes with a lot more natural talent, whereas Ronaldo has yeah. worked very hard for it. Um, but yeah, I think Gary Neville's got a bit of a point about him being sort of a bit upset and pissed off, and he looked like he was throwing a bit of a, uh, a tizzy or whatever um, afterwards after the game. But that's just the mindset he's got. He's a winner. That he's a serial winner, and that's why he he, he wins. Winners all the time. They do yeah, of course they do. Um, they they, they want to win. They want the maximum from every game, and if they don't get it, they're not going to be happy. And it's that sort of mindset is that's kept Ronaldo where he's been for the last well. 15 years or <laughs> probably longer than that now um, but yeah um, 
last thing I was going to say about this game Everton looked to have snatched the win at the very end with a, a Yeri Mina goal um, but it was just offside again not picked up by the linesman or the ref but by VAR um, obviously it was Tom Davis I think that popped the ball into him I think if Tom Davis was more of a an attacking player he would have probably just gone for that himself first time um, I think he, in the end he made the right decision to square it for Mina but unfortunately Mina was just in front of uh, just in front of the ball so yeah wasn't wasn't meant to be this time but um, I think Everton did walk away from that game a little bit disappointed as much as they would have been happy taking a point away from United at Old Trafford but they probably could have had three all three points um, at Old Trafford yeah, I mean, um, they, they give it a good go. They often give it a good go at Old Trafford. I mean, their record there isn't great, but there's something about Everton where, when they go, when they play against Man United, they're up for it. Definitely, definitely. Um, right, next game: Wolves versus Newcastle. Ended two-one to Wolves in the end. Um, I think a lot of people weren't really 100% sure how, <laughs> how this game was going to go down. Wolves have been creating loads of chances but not managed to um, sort of really convert any or much uh, before this game. Um, and Newcastle have very much been exactly the same without um, Callum Wilson. They can create chances but St Maximin has been sort of decent enough but he's not been sort of exactly what they need and Jolington has been awful quite frankly. Um, St Maximin I don't think he should play that lone attacking sort of role. I think normally, obviously, wouldn't it? Would be like a, a, a Callum Wilson that would play that role, and obviously, um, St. Maximum could be on one of the wings or something, just being creative, doing what he does best. Um, obviously, I know they've got their hands tied a bit with Wilson not being there, but I think they need to. Steve Bruce needs to do something with that team because um, it's not very good at all. Um, but Huang looks to be the next best thing for Wolves at the moment. I think he scored in his debut, um, and then he's also scored um, twice in this game. Um, but well, that's it, yeah, it looks it looks really bright and uh, positive play, and that's something Wolves have missed, especially last year. Mm. Um, it's also good to see um, more Korean players coming in the prem. I remember when Park West so. went to Man United. Um, just afterwards, there was there was a wave of a few more coming through, like Lee and Pierre at Tottenham, yeah. uh, Lee on Sulky Hyun, all coming in. Um, then for a while there were none, and then Hyun Min Son's been holding down the fort for a while. Hundred percent, he's been and, uh, doing it on his own Huang for a long Chan, time. Huang Yi Chan scores twice on the on the week everyone comes to test a Squid Game. Exactly. It's been a good week for Korea. I was just about UK. to say it's been a good couple of weeks for South Korea. <laughs> Very good couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, um, Huang Ye definitely looks to be um, yeah the the best thing that they've got at the moment. Um, Jimenez looked slightly better, but not sort of amazing. Um, Trinkau should have put them two up shortly after um, uh, Huang's goal, um, but just banged it straight against the post uh, against the crossbar. It was a rocket of a hit as well, but it just had so much he was leaning back a little bit too far the ball just kept rising and just hit the uh, hit the crossbar unfortunately um, and it was a, it was a lovely cross from, from Huang that actually set that shot up as well doing bits um, yeah, yeah absolutely should have been that way I mean it wasn't I, I, I could have scored that I, 
My nan could <laughs> and have I'm not that. a great finisher. My nan could have scored that, and she's got no legs. I, the, re- <laughs> the reason I know I'd have scored that because uh, I uh, just got out of my head, but. I forgot what I was just saying. This sentence. Okay, there we go. Well, it was about Junkow and then against the crossbar. I was distracted because I have actually missed a shot at Molyneux before. Oh, okay. Um, when I was okay, story time. When I was uh, twelve, thirteen, I went to Wolseley Reading at Molyneux, um, and before the game, people come around asking like kids if they want to be part of the half-time little challenge thing yeah. so I was like of course yeah I'll do that sounds great um, so I had like four Wolves kids four Reading kids uh, we had to like get the ball at the halfway line dribble around some some of those still like mannequin things oh, yeah. and put the ball into an empty net and um, it was like a relay so when it got to my turn did it dribble around all the, play- the players it, was, it had been a rainy day, so the grass <laughs> laying the foundations slippy. of this story right now. The grass was slippy. I was not in football trainers. Uh, I slipped on my ass, sliced it wide. All the Wolves fans cheered. Uh, it was actually really funny. I wish I'd been able to see it, but yeah. um, and haven't slept yeah, for the full night since. <laughs> been crying. They were top, and we won three 0 So I'll take it. Yeah, we go. That's all that matters at the end of the day. That was good. Enjoyed that. Um, Hendrick but yeah, Trin should have scored. He definitely should have scored, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a lovely goal from uh, Hendrick, um, but uh, the... What's his name? Uh, Saar, the keeper, was just laying on the floor for a good maybe five or ten seconds before they actually managed to take another shot and uh, he couldn't quite get there. Um, so... Yeah, when it shot it's a nice in, goal, it shot came Yeah, it was, it was a nice goal, <laughs> but the keeper wasn't really there for yeah the majority of the time. Uh, so you can, you can yeah think of that what you will, um, and then Huang with a third, well oh, I say the the third third goal of the game, um, doing bits this uh, during the game and uh, I've already mentioned that in fact he scored in his debut as well, um, but yeah I just Wolves they not Wolves Newcastle they really need Wilson back they really really need him back because he's just not been great he's been, the team haven't been great. Uh, throughout the whole time that he's been out, but he just can't stay fit. So he's no one wants to buy Joe Linton, so they can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have to play him, otherwise it's just a waste. Exactly. Newcastle have been absolutely duped with that uh, that deal. So oh my god, yeah, he's really good. Bring him into the Premier League. Like, oh god, he is awful. And now everyone's seen him on one of the world's biggest stages. They felt he's actually trash. Um, and now they can't get rid of him. So they've. Uh... Wasn't he wearing Shearer's number nine shirt for a while as well? No, oh, God, that's just disrespect at its finest. How dare they? Yeah, bad. That's bad. Um, I mean, I'm not really for retiring numbers in football, but if you're going to do it, then retire Shearer's number nine in Newcastle. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um. Next game, Leeds versus Watford. One um, nil to Leeds in the end. They uh, managed to take the uh, the win um, pretty promptly after this game. Uh, Watford had their manager sacked, um, Cisco. Um, can't really be massively surprised. Um, I say that I, I was a tiny bit surprised because they're not doing like 
awful. They were like mid. I actually think they'd be doing all right. Yeah, they were. They've been like mid table. Like I think before this game week anyway, they were definitely a good sort of mid table. They were near where we were, um, but yeah, they've just sat their manager now. Obviously, we know what they're like anyway with their managers. They very uh, trigger happy. But, um, it's actually quite far into the season for a Watford manager. <laughs> very true, very true. Yeah, game week seven—that's a new record um, for them. Not. Um, but yeah, Foster made a really good save quite early uh, on from um, a long-range shot from Dallas. Um, he, or it was a double save actually. He then get a sort of a sort of a foot on it afterwards for the rebound to uh, manage to take it away from him and uh, um, for um, Dallas, who was sort of also following it up. Um, Lorente got the opener for Weed uh, for Weeds for Leeds, um, and it all happened quite quickly. Um, but somehow, it was quite a scrappy. But he managed to get some sort of foot on it and just poked it in in the end. So they'll take it. <laughs> it was the only goal of the uh, the game, so uh, it meant a lot to them. Um, they needed that win to be fair. Yeah, massively needed it. Absolutely. Um, I think Dan James should have also got a penalty. He was completely just taken out at one point um, didn't get anything for it um, and Melier we've been seeing his praises a little bit recently because uh, he's been doing quite well but he was very very lucky during that game yeah to... I, I saw that <laughs> yeah <laughs> who was he scrambling around on the floor what yeah, the hell was horrendous handling error um, which then got converted by Watford but um, I don't I didn't see really why, 100% why it was disallowed in the end. They kind of just looked and said, oh, I was going to VAR. Oh, it's been disallowed. No explanation for it. I'm not sure if I missed anything there, but... Um, yeah, but, yeah, as I say, it's... Um, he was very lucky to get away with that one. I think uh, he looked a little bit more shaky against um, uh, this weekend compared to previous, but hopefully uh, that'll only be just a an anomaly that one game for him um, didn't really have too much else to say it was a bit of a boring game uh, if I'm being completely honest but it's what it is um, Leeds were very happy at the end to, to get that for those three points um, did you see any of the game? Um, not really I only saw the highlights of this one um, Fair. yeah I was, work I was working most of the weekend I, the ones I watched were I watched Liverpool City um, I watched a bit of Man United Everton. Yeah, I feel like there's another one, but it'll come to me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Play Palace Leicester. Next game, probably very quickly going to run over this one because not much fucking happened at all. Awful game. Burnley Norwich nil nil. Um, the most predictable result of the season so far. Uh, there was a big collision by uh, with between sort of Cruel and Vidra. Um, but Krull managed to just somehow get something on the ball before uh, Vidra did. Um, it looked like they were down for a little while, but they managed to um, recover. They weren't they weren't injured too bad. Uh, McNeil had a good long-range shot saved, and Pope made a really good save from a free kick. Other than that, <laughs> boring as hell. That, I sat there and I watched the highlights to, to the game. I was watching match of the day. I was a bit like, what has happened in this game? I was like, absolutely fuck all. Is it so boring? And I just sat there afterwards, like, listening to all their analysis. I was like, there's nothing that I can add to my notes right now because it was just. If, if ever there game. was a uh, a nailed on last game on match of the day, 
when you look at the fixtures, it's like. Okay, I think well, it actually, yeah, in the order that I've written them, I think it actually was the last game because, and then the next game that I was about to go on to was the Liverpool City, which happened the next day. Um, but yeah, Liverpool City, very good game, um, action packed, um, very much end to end for a lot of it. Um, Hendo lost the ball at one point, um, and then Silva, um, Bernardo Silva, went on a lovely little run. Um, just weaving in and out of players, slots it into Phil Foden. Foden doesn't manage to convert it, unfortunately, uh, because Alisson made a quite a good save. But I think Foden was incredible in that game. He really showed his worth, and the fact that really he's come back from yeah, exactly. The fact that he's come back from a, from an injury and he straight back into that first team and doing bits again. He was incredible. Um, Milner was unbelievably lucky to not get a red drew in that game. He should have got sent off in the first half, let alone for the third challenge in the second half. Um, but somehow yeah, that, that was a red, but it, it was made to look worse. Uh, it was it on Bernardo Silva, what, um, the, where he like he falls forward. Oh, well, hands his hands like that. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was, almost looked like he was going to snap his head off. Yeah, it was Bernardo Silva, but I think. Something that I heard after the game was the fact that the ref, because Hendo was just in behind um, Silver, it, he, he I think the ref may have thought it was um, like Hendo that had sort of half tripped him. But you can see from uh, Milner, he's obviously just stuck his leg out. Bernardo Silva's gone flying over it and just basically face punched, just landed straight on his on his face. Looked like basically just turned into a scorpion. <laughs> But um, yeah, Hendo got proper in um, Bernardo Silva's face about it as well. They were uh, having a couple of words. Didn't look too pleasant, but what do you expect from a big game like this, eh? Um, it's what the fans want to see. Exactly, exactly. Um, where is it? Uh, Liverpool didn't really have much going for them in the first game, I don't think. Uh, in the first game, in the first half, I don't think. It was all City. Um, they just couldn't do anything they had nothing going forward don't know what it was but Klopp had some serious words at half time because it looked like a different Liverpool team that came out in the second half um, but um, Mane's goal decent enough goal uh, I think he owes a lot of that to, to Salah's uh, run and the assist that he provided um, linking up quite well again um, Salah's just on one this year he's just going full savage mode it's definitely up even more. This could be his, you know, his defining year of his seat, especially if Liverpool win the league. Exactly. This could be the defining year of his career. Exactly. We uh, obviously when we, I'm not sure if you were uh, on the episode where we did the team of the year. So I'm not sure if it was me, uh, me and Bards basically. I think it was me and Bards that said uh, that Salah didn't deserve to be in team of the year, and <laughs> Alf and uh, Mark were fuming. About what it. for for last season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we, we we're on the sort of the the argument that he hadn't had a Salah season like the, compared to previous seasons, he had had a Salah season, but it just wasn't as evident because there was other players that had had better seasons. Um, but so far this year, he's well into the starting in that team, and he's really? probably going to be name. the first, yeah first name on the uh, on the team of the season to be honest. But just after Dakure. Yeah, it's such a secure hundred percent. And Joelington. Um, <laughs> um 
uh, Foden's finish was lovely. That was a nice uh, cheeky little finish. Um, he looked very, pretty pleased. It was very Mason Greenwood-esque. It was. It was. The two Manchester lads. Um, great assist from Jesus uh, to tee up um, what's it called? Uh, Foden as well. It's good to see him. I think Jesus is definitely coming into a bit more uh, better form now where they're playing um, sort of Grealish as a essentially like a striker um, and they're playing uh, Jesus is sort of more of a, a winger um, yeah, it's bizarre it, it is weird it, isn't I've it I've got no strikers I've got no strikers yeah one one striker at the club Gabriel Jesus it's like I'll put him on the wing yeah I'll put him on the wing and I'll put on <laughs> number nine as a striker I'll put I'll Cam as a striker but who knows uh, seem to be working you can't really uh, sort of uh, can't really argue too much with his uh, his logic there um, Salah absolutely destroyed City's defence when he scored that goal. Oh, wow. It was an incredible goal. He just, yeah, danced and like little twinkle toes his way straight through that uh, that City defence, dominated all of them, and then just sealed it off with a, a lovely little finish. Um, not really much that Edison could have done about it. Really, he managed to just, as I say. Get straight through all the uh, all the city defenders who aren't like bad bad defenders by any means. I thought Cancelo had, had a really good game. He it? did, <laughs> but like both both the goals came down from Salah on the right hand side. Yeah, exactly. Um, Pep was the second manager this weekend to get a yellow card, um, along with Thomas Tuchel. Um, he was giving it that to uh, Mike Dean on the um, sideline about I think when Milner. No, 100%. When uh, Milner didn't get a red in the end, uh, he was just given a load of stick and got a yellow. Um, Kevin De Bruyne equalised with a tidy little finish, um, but it did go off Matip. Um, you can see um, in sort of the replays, it com comes off Matip. Completely basically just deflects the ball in an opposite direction of Alisson. Not really too much you could have done about it, but um, you've got to be there to score the goals at the end of the day. And uh, KDV was there. He was there. Um, Rodri had an absolutely mega save against Favino. Uh, oh my god! Towards the yeah. end, how on earth Favino didn't score that is mad. Like everywhere, I think uh, a lot of the um, city like social media channels and stuff like that were uh, saying about um, the fact that it was as, as good as a goal. That sort of that sort of save. I was a bit yeah. like, you saved a goal, so <laughs> one of a point. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred even. Exactly, um, but City are really missing that centre forward. I think um, that striker centre forward role. Grealish, he, he's good, but I don't think that role really suits him. I think he suits sitting sort of just behind. Um, but other than yeah, other than Grealish, or who, who are they going to put? They're not going to put Jesus there now if he's seems to be playing better on the wing. Um, they need that centre forward at the moment. Um, obviously, we know they tried with Harry Kane during the summer, couldn't manage to get it through. But I'm interested to see if they try and pick someone up on the cheap during January just to tide them over and potentially help them win the win the league this year. Because it could be that that exact thing, the the lack of um, centre forward that really will make or break City season. Um, they could definitely lose the season due to the fact that they haven't got that one person up there that should be converting goals you could stick someone pretty mediocre up there that you, they just get fed all games, so many balls that they can just yeah and if they got 
De Bruyne and Grealish, Sterling, Mares, Foden creating chances for him. Exactly. It's gonna be a piece of piss. Any finisher is going to be a piece of piss. Exactly. Exactly. So I wouldn't be surprised if they yeah try and take someone cheap or something in in Jan just to sort of tide them over. Um, but yeah, I think it was a really good game in in, in all um, seriousness. They um, wasn't sometimes with these big games there can be all this sort of build up to it and all this uh, the hype around the game that ends up being quite boring um, but I think City as much as it was a, it was a draw at the end City were probably the better team over the course of the full 90 um, they looked incredible they did also play very well against PSG the other day um, obviously lost that game but um, they've been good the last few games really good but they haven't necessarily got the results that they wanted unfortunately so as I say, if it, if it is that, that centre-forward that is missing for them, they need to do something about it in Jan. Um, yeah, these games can come back to bite them. Champions League and Premier League. Definitely. Winning, you got to beat the big rivals. Otherwise, you're, uh, even just like one or two losses against those teams and you're out of the title race. That's all it takes, literally. Um but yeah not really too much to say about the uh, Liverpool um, City game um, unlucky for both sides <laughs> both of them could have won it in the end but I think um, yeah like I say Liverpool really didn't turn up in the first 45 so um, who knows if they had they could have uh, snuck the win but decent result I do anyway. find that fixture does tend to I can't think of a game between them that I've watched and been disappointed by yeah Definitely. They do just both go at it, which is you don't see very often among like two big teams. Is, Definitely, that's what you want to see in football. Like, yeah, exactly. Was he? Was it, I think it was Bards in the group chat that said uh, he, he wasn't here for the the Pep Klopp. Uh, all the attention around them at the end of the game, where obviously they were hugging and shaking hands and laughing and everything at the end of the game. He used to say he thinks it's a bit bit a bit forced and it's all for the cameras. Um, I think. How do, how do you perceive what happened, sort of what went um, on afterwards? I would say I lean more towards what Bard is saying. Um, in that, I just I don't care what they think of each other. Mm. I, I, I want to like unless, unless they're really getting riled, I will watch that if they if they don't like each other. Yeah. But I I don't care if they're mates if they respect each other. Yeah. Like, no, I but I mean, they should. Honest. You should respect every other football manager. But yeah, I think because they they are they've had some good sort of games in the last few years. Um, like you said earlier, it's very much um, there's a lot of respect there between them. You can, you can tell that it's not just in the Premier League where they played against each other. Obviously, Bundesliga um, with Klopp at uh, Dortmund and uh, Pep at Munich. They've they've done it for years now. Uh, they must know each other on a. A closer level compared to some of the other managers, um, but they are two Bingo of the best. Ferguson were like that, but they didn't. They never showed it. Oh, not, yeah, very true. Not, no. They never showed it because from what I hear, they were like, after games and stuff. They would always sit down, have a drink afterwards. Like they got on quite well, but yeah, that's the thing. Football was changed. Football was changed. I think back then it was very much like ruthlessness. Like you have to do like everything that happens away from the camera is away from the camera and that's fine but everything that happens in front of the camera that needs to be purely professional you wouldn't have seen Alex Ferguson like just before the game or just after a game that they either could have won or, or they did win or whatever having a laugh and a joke with the opposition manager that's just not 
the Fergie way. That's not. It wasn't a Wenger way. But I think where well, this is a a more modern era of uh, of managers, then it's um. But might just be something that they they do now. Um, but yeah, I I like it, and at the same time, I do think it is a little bit sort of forced. I think as much as you can you can respect another manager just with a handshake, not all the hugging and laughing and all that sort of stuff, and like shaking Wax each other. Miracle. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, it's good to see that there's respect there, but people show respect in different ways. So. Um, on to my or the next game, Palace versus Leicester ended two two in the end. Big game, and I was pretty surprised that. Well, I didn't watch it, but I watched obviously all the highlights afterwards. Um, but I did check the the score, and I saw Leicester were two 0 up, and I thought, oh, oh <laughs> this isn't good for Palace. Um, but and then Leicester just didn't turn up for the rest of the game, and were dreadful. I think both defending on Palace and Leicester's part was pretty shoddy at times. Um, Anderson's obviously mistake um, that led to the first Leicester goal. Um, bad defending from Palace for the second goal um, again. And then both equalisers for Palace um, from Leicester were dreadful. Dreadful defending from Leicester. They yeah. just couldn't seem to get the ball out. Um, it, who was it? Was it Elise's goal? Uh, no, it wasn't Elise. Uh, Slup's second. Uh, Slup's um, goal was. I think Schmeichel could have saved that. Easily could have saved it. It was shocking from everyone in that in that Leicester back line and from Schmeichel. Shocking. They, they was they've been so much better than that, and to have come away from being two 0 up to drawing two two at the end is. Yeah, they're probably very disappointed and upset with that, understandably. Um, but it's their own fault. I, th I think Palace could have won the game equally. I, I think they were, they were the better team. Um, Leicester's two goals in the first half were both a matter of them like being cutthroat and showing the quality they do have in those players. Even though you know Palace seem to be getting on well as a team, um, they're not obviously not the most gifted squad, but. Cohesion and chemistry go can go a long way, and Palace still figuring each other out, and they're you know they're putting in some good performances doing it, so that's encouraging for Palace fans. But definitely, um, obviously it was Vardy that got the first goal uh, for Leicester. Um, Palace had a couple a good couple of chances to go one 0 up in the first sort of twenty minutes, but didn't um, didn't quite get there. Um, Edward should have scored. Um, but hit the crossbar at one point. Um, I think he was probably a little bit annoyed with that, but it's what it is. Um, Elise, your boy, an house boy, got the goal uh, after what, a couple of minutes of him being on the pitch or something. Yeah, um, brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Very good. Um, good to see. I don't think the goal was an amazing goal. Uh, I think it no, sort no. of had a bit of a deflection, came back to him, and he just had a bit of a, a free sort of area in front of him where he, as long as he hit the ball chances are it would have gone in finished it off confidently that's what I like to see exactly exactly uh, but yeah like I said Schlupp scored uh, with his second touch after coming on against Leicester nearly scored with his first touch um, but not quite so he settled for the second um, and then yeah had another good opportunity okay. late on to, um, to actually nearly seal the win for Palace but unfortunately it wasn't meant to be um I think it was a very entertaining game in the end. Um, I thought, like I said earlier, I thought the 
were seeing Leicester two 0 up, I thought, oh, this is this is it now. They're like game over for Palace. They're not going to be able to come back. And little did I know, after seeing being bombarded with messages in the in the uh, WhatsApp group from the fantasy uh, WhatsApp group, all I all I said who, who was say? <laughs> and then Oddie's favourite player, Schlup. It was a bit like my favourite player. <laughs> I did name my fantasy team after him a couple of years ago. Two goals, one slap. Um, but not bad. Yeah, not bad. I have realised over the last couple of seasons, two of uh, the last three seasons, two of my fantasy teams have been Palace related. Uh, two goals, one slap, and Crystal Phallus. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Exactly. They, they lend themselves. Exactly. They, they, yeah, they tee themselves up for uh, for the jokes. To be honest, but yeah. Um, yeah, Anderson uh, did they make that mistake uh, for the first Leicester goal as well. Looked like he was just a bit flustered by it, really. Um, obviously, it didn't tend, it didn't end up being the worst thing in the world because they did still get a point. Um, who knows if they if he hadn't made that mistake, Palace could have 100% got the win there. But yeah, you never know with those sort of situations, to be honest. Uh, last two games, we've got West Ham versus Brentford. Um, which ended up 2-1 to Brentford. Uh, Bremo nearly gave Brentford the lead in the, f- in the first two minutes. Oh, but that was unlucky. That yeah, was unlucky. very unlucky. Uh, but he hit the crossbar. Uh, it looked like Fabianski made an unreal save against Bremo, um sort of shortly afterwards. But ref looks at his watch. Goal line technology again coming into uh, save uh, save someone for um, well, to get a goal. Um, it was like the Chilwell one. It was millimeters over. It was. It um, was indeed. Um, ben Rama nearly scored a quite a nice little free kick that just curled around the post, just went wide. Uh, he was unlucky there. Um, and Raya for Brentford, the goal, their goalkeeper. I think he's a bit, a little bit of a dark horse. I think he's he's definitely kept we kept Brentford in it for a long, long time during this game. Because it looked like West Ham were definitely the better team, and they looked like they were going to just going to walk all over Brentford. Um, well, after the first goal, in anyway, um, they didn't look too confident after that. But um, yeah, um, West Ham had quite a lot of chances that they could and probably should have scored. Um, but yeah, Raya really kept him in it for a lot of the time. Um, he's um, he's he's been a top top keeper since ever since Joe Bryan made him look an idiot in the playoff final for Fulham. Oh, by like yeah he took his free, quick, free kick and um, Ray was like quite high up expecting him to whip it in mm. but he just shoots from like 35 yards and <laughs> directly into the goal and oh, uh, it's in the player yeah. final and that was the goal that sent Fulham up jeez isn't he he's quite young isn't he Ray uh, anyway. let's have a look He, he does look quite young. 20, <laughs> oh, it's 26. Okay. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I type in rare and it pops up with a, a dating app. <laughs> okay. Yeah, apparently so. Are you so, into Brentford goalkeepers? <laughs> we have an app just for them. <laughs> uh, oh, I swiped one person and there's no one left. Oh, God. Um, it was a decent finish in the bottom left corner from Bowen uh, to level the game. Uh, and then who else but Visser comes on late and gets a late goal and uh, manages to secure all three points for, for Brentford um, I quite like um, Thomas Frank 
the Brentford manager. I think he's a bit of a he's a bit of a laugh. Like he's got some uh, some comedy about him as well. He, he was asked about Visser after the game, um, bringing him late on, and he basically joked and said, "Yeah, it was because I'm a genius." Um, <laughs> just flat yeah, out, he just said it to a reporter. Yeah. yeah, exactly, and that's what I quite like. Sometimes when you see. Um, managers, obviously, I know Brentford aren't doing too badly, but you see managers come from sort of the Championship, whatever, up, to, up into the Prem, and then there's obviously a lot more light on them, and they just end up being a bit sort of shy, or reserved, and just not really, just don't really have a personality about them. But yeah, he seems to have a proper personality about him. I quite like him. Every single um, interview I've said, uh, I've seen of his, he's he's always said something that's been quite positive for him. So yeah. Big up Thomas Frank. Um, West Ham, I think, were a little bit unlucky, but like I said, they did have quite a few chances that they should have um, scored, but unfortunately it wasn't meant to be. Not this uh, week anyway. They weren't at the top of their game. No. No, not at all. I expected to see a little bit more from um, Antonio, but he didn't really do too much really in that game. Um, last game... Spurs versus Villa, two-one to Spurs. Spurs have some sort of um, redemption from the, uh, the torrid loss against Arsenal. Um, not to bring that up again, three-one. Um, <laughs> Kane had a, uh, a, che- a cheeky little quick free kick that nearly caught uh, Emi Martinez off his line quite early on. Um, which, yeah, smart from him. Um, still yet to open his account for Spurs this year. Doing my fantasy team. Um, shambles really um, there's a couple of players in my team at the moment that should be doing a lot better than they are um, oh yeah shambles I mean you are still third yeah but I've lost my last two games mate but we'll, we'll get on to the fancy set but um, yeah uh, Hodgepodge sent uh, Spurs one up with a nice little finish um, doesn't tend to score that often or do sort of that much for, for Spurs really but I had a nice finish uh, Ndombele had some really nice skills in the box um, and sort of danced his way through a couple of players um, but Emi Martinez makes another good save uh, it was a lovely goal from Watkins uh, to equalise managed to just get in there and, and sort of towards the, the far post I believe um, Ings should have got the um, should have got the equaliser after it went 2-1 up um, Oh, if he'd taken the shot the first time, um, yeah, the ball whipped into him, but decided to take a touch and see if he could get a better angle on it. But I think in that sort of situation, you just hit it first time. You have to. Um, didn't do too much after he took the the uh, the touch. So yeah, unlucky for him. Uh, Kane then should have scored very late on to make it three one after having a one on one with uh, Emi Martinez as well uh, right near the end. So. Yeah, I think Keynes is in his he's in his own head really now. I think it's past the point of oh, it's only been a couple of games. It's now seven games, and obviously I know he's not played. Uh, he didn't play the what the first two or something, um, but now he's played every game since. He's played a lot of every game since as well. It's not like he's only played like half an hour or something. And he's can't blame it on the team either because no. Tottenham are playing shit, but Son's still being productive. Son is the best thing about that Tottenham team right now. Uh, by a, a very long, long way, but yeah, who knows? He's probably just trying to see the season out. To be honest, he's a bit like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> Get me to City in the summer. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll start trying again then. But yeah, he'll be waiting for the England games. 
Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, watch him just do absolutely dominate in the in the international break. I wouldn't Comes mind back seeing with that. Five would goals. not mind seeing that. No, neither, neither, do, neither would I, to be honest. Uh, hopefully that will. Uh... I want him to overtake Rooney for sure. Oh yes, I think. Well, how far away is he? Do you know? Uh, well, Rooney, I think, it's 50, either fifty-one or fifty-three. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know why it's between those two numbers, but they're the two that came to my head. Um, I think Kane's maybe late. 30s of goals. Okay. He's still got time. Um, England goal scorers all time. Rainer only 53. Um, Harry Kane is. Okay, he's, he's already fifth. That's mental. He's on 41. 41? Blimey. Yeah, so he's only, he only needs 13 more and he's overtaken the record. Well, Considering he's not not even thirty years old yet. Yeah, exactly, and he's probably going to be pretty nailed on. Good, yeah, yeah, a good couple more years. Um, you never know; people uh, tend to leave uh, or retire from international football, like Vardy, before they uh, before they do uh, uh, club level. I think, I think Kane wants that record, though. Oh yeah, of course he does. Because if he never wins anything with England or Tottenham, then that'll be that'll be massive for him. And he deserves that over Rooney as well, because Rooney. Never did shit at tournaments. Yeah, exactly. He was always he was winning every year with United. So um, that's true. Yeah, he's had a very diff opposite career to Harry Kane. Very, very true. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah they're very good. Both very good strikers and uh, prolific strikers, but they um, have very different careers in that way. Um, but yeah, um, finish up with a little bit of a quick fantasy update. Oh, go on then. Oh, yeah. Go on. If you insist. Oh, right. I do. I do. I do insist. Oh, fine. (laughs) Right. We had. um, It always happens to be. Well, I say it always happens to be my game that's first on the list, but it's because it's on my my fantasy. Oh, the admin. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Um, Charlie Hobbs. He's down your Gregory FC. He beat my 420 Blaze Matweedy 41 to 21 this week. I was just that City Liverpool game. Every goal that was scored, I just lost more and more points because every player that I needed to get points and score didn't. And I thought, you know what, Liverpool one nil up now. That's fine. They can Charlie had Salah as well. Yeah, they can they can (laughs) keep their uh, they can now keep their um, because if I knew I wasn't going to get a uh, a clean sheet from uh, City. I knew I could have potentially got some clean sheet points from from Van Dyke, which would have been good. Would have preferred the clean sheet for City because I would have probably beaten Char that way. But um, yeah, and then uh, it ends up being two-two, and Charlie's players score. I was a bit pissed, but it is what it is. Um, George and his Arsenal lost to Mark's Crouch Potato. Uh, it was forty-eight to thirty-seven. Um, Harry, your smelly alley, uh, beat Jacobs. Ain't got a Scooby FC. Pretty close game, thirty-seven to thirty-three. And my favourite game of the week uh, was Average <laughs> versus Alf, thirty-three to eighteen. Alf's had a shocker. I'm yeah, sorry, I got Alf. smoked by Average. Well, exactly. He, he was giving it all of that. You're off the hook. You're off the hook. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm off the hook. It's fine. But um, yeah, I think as long as it was whoever's the first person to lose against Average was the person that was going to get all the stick, and that was Jacob last week. So I think Alf's managed to 
slightly get away with uh, some of this stick, but it is what it is. Um, that Those results have left the table looking like this. So George's Arsenal drops down into 8th. Average is now above George's Arsenal. A, a, a fictitious oh, God, person yeah. is <laughs> above George. Not even someone. I'm still waiting but... for all these trade offers he was rumouredly lining up. Oh yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm admin, so I've got to, I can veto some of these offers if I don't like them. But no, I won't do that. Um, yeah, average goes. Oh, George is on six points. Um, on 255 overall. Um, average also on six points on 308 overall, so we're beating him uh, obviously on total points. Jacobs ain't got a Scooby FC drops down into sixth uh, on nine points, uh, 293 overall. Mark's crouch potato, he's working his way up in the world. Um, it's isn't it? It's it, is a, it is a little bit. I should probably just kick him out of the league now. But we, we were racing him two matches. Yeah, exactly. He's Bit of bites in the arse now, uh, but yeah, he's drawing with Jacob on nine points, but he's got um, 324 overall points. Um, Alf Gay Pride sat there in fourth, still the non-mover this week. Uh, sat on 12 points, 304 points overall. My 420 Blaze Matweedy, oh, dropping down into third, still top three, but um, yeah, dropping down into third, unfortunately, 319 points overall. Um, Charlie's Daniel Gregory FC overtakes me, uh, goes into second with 15 points after his win against me. Um, I'm pretty sure the only reason Charlie's there is because of my Salah, but it is what it is. Um, and yeah. then yeah. Top, First pick. top again this week, mate. It's Harry Smelly Alley. They're in a row. 15 points, uh, 349 overall points, but yeah. That is how it looks. Um, so this, well, I say this weekend after the international break, uh, we have the following oh, fixtures. Yeah. It's basically going back to game week one. Uh, we everyone's played I'll everyone get, now once. So I'm playing I'll George. Get a bonus week to enjoy being top. Exactly. Yeah, you do. You do. Um, George's Arsenal versus my 420 Blaze Matweedy. Jacobs ain't got Scooby FC versus Charlie's Daniel Gregory. Um, average versus Mark's Crouch Potato. Come on, average. Um, and then up the average, <laughs> up the average. Um, Alf's Gay Pride versus your Smelly Alley. That would be a good game. Everyone's favourite picture. It'd be a very good uh, weekend that weekend, and um, obviously we'll all be happy to see the uh, the Premier League come back anyway. Um, it's not that we don't enjoy watching England play, because of course we do, but um, it just doesn't bring the same level of excitement when we're all mugging each other off in the group chat every weekend. Um, but yeah, that's about it for this uh, for today's podcast. There'll be obviously another one live on Twitch on Thursday. Um, we haven't really spoken about this as a collective, but we will be changing the day that our Thursday podcast comes out. Um, so it normally comes out on Sundays at 1, but it will now probably come out around midday on Saturday, because What's the point in doing a preview podcast that comes out on one o'clock on a Sunday when most of the games have already been played? So yeah, we're going to be bringing out the Thursday podcast now on a Saturday uh, lunchtime, so you'll have a bit more time to to listen to the preview before the games. Um, but yeah, other than Unless that, you join us live on Twitch and we're there to see it. On the exactly. Show. If you see it live on Twitch, then big up yourself. Um, but yeah, like, subscribe, notification bell, five stars, thumbs up, all of that. Just do it. 
do it love from us to you for doing it um but yeah we you can find us on facebook instagram spotify youtube twitch assuming assuming they're all up and running not like the hell that was yesterday evening oh yes yes yeah everything went down exactly luckily i still had to do um well what was i doing i was in the middle of watching something i was doing something that basically didn't require me looking at like social media for a good few hours yesterday uh, otherwise i was probably just going to be sat there like refreshing being <laughs> what's going on <laughs> but uh no it was fine it was fine in the end we're, we're, we're back now so it's all good um but yeah thanks for joining me harry we'll see you um you on the me. next one whenever that may be uh you're not around on thursday are you i'm not i'm no, afraid it's just Sorry, a, i think it's just Sorry, another two-man podcast on thursday it's me and alf Oh, you lucky, lucky people. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. We will see you on the next one. Peace out. Bye, Parasite.